Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Happy New Year. It's our first episode back after the festive season. We hope you had a good one and enjoyed the fantastic feast of programming served up by this brilliant industry on screens all around the world, as well as finding some time for friends and family. It's the start of a new decade, and if the last was transformative for the business, then there's plenty more to come in 2020. So here's to another wonderful 12 months in television. Coming up in this episode... I'm an ordinary sort of person. A naive little girl with more power than I ever could have dreamed of. I've never longed for the spotlight, but somehow the spotlight found me. Actors Sophie Cookson and Ben Miles discuss the trial of Christine Keeler, their new BBC One drama about one of the most controversial UK political sex scandals of modern times. And... January 1974. They'd just moved in two months prior. My partner and I were first on the scene. He was feeling for a light when something bumped him. That's when we found the little girl hanging from this pipe. Mindhunter star Holt McCannley opens up about the Netflix crime drama and how the streamer has changed the game for the US studios. That's all coming up in a moment, but first a rundown of some of the news from C21 Media this week. HBO was among the big winners at the 2020 Golden Globes, picking up multiple awards for Succession and Chernobyl. Succession won Best Television Drama Series, while Chernobyl, a co-pro with Comcast Sky, picked up Best Television Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for Television. Brian Cox won Best TV Drama Actor for his performance as Succession's media mogul Logan Roy, while Stellan Skarsgård was named Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for Chernobyl. Olivia Colman beat off Hollywood royalty to win Best TV Drama Actress for her portrayal of Queen Elizabeth in The Crown on a night when, despite a record haul of nominations, Netflix only came away with two gongs. BBC and Amazon Comedy Fleabag won Best Television Musical or Comedy Series, while creator and star Phoebe Waller-Bridge won Best Actress in the same category. For details of all the winners, visit c21media.net. With the 2020 Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour underway in the US, Fox announced the spin-off of hit format The Masked Singer. The Masked Dancer will see celebrity contestants perform routines while wearing elaborate costumes that conceal their identity, leaving audiences to guess who. Former Sony Pictures television president Andy Kaplan and one-time exec VP of Asia George Chen got together to buy out the company's AXN and Animax channels through a newly established venture called KC Global Media Entertainment. Scotland's STV Productions acquired a 25% stake in Northern Ireland's Two Cities Television, the production company behind Sky Atlantic drama Patrick Melrose, set up by former Channel 4 boss Michael Jackson and wall-to-wall founder Alex Graham. Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman offered a first look at their billion-dollar-backed premium short-form mobile video service Quibi at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The pair showed off their turnstile technology that will allow viewers of 175 originals from the likes of Steven Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro and Reese Witherspoon to flip between landscape and portrait mode. For more on all these stories and plenty of others, visit c21media.net. 
If you were in the UK over the festive season, in between Christmas dinner and New Year's Eve, you may have sat down to tune into the usual feast of televisual treats served up by the nation's public broadcasters. Among them was The Trial of Christine Keeler, a six-part drama from Apple Tree Yard scribe Amanda Coe revisiting the sex scandal that rocked British high society in the early 1960s from the perspective of the young woman at the centre. The series, midway through its run on BBC One, comes from Ecos Films and Great Meadows Productions, with Kesha International handling global sales and Endeavour selling in the US. The show had its premiere at C21's International Drama Summit in December, and I had a chance to sit down with co-stars Sophie Cookson and Ben Miles for a C21 TV interview you can watch in full on our site now. The show is called The Trial of Christine Keeler, and I play Christine Keeler. Um, who was a young girl, uh, grew up um, outside of London, came from um, very humble beginnings. She lived with uh, no running water, no electricity, and she ended up getting involved in a very heady London scene and started working at a cabaret club where she mixed with kind of very influential politicians and um, very diverse range of characters. And one of those uh, was Profumo. Who I play? Yeah, I played Jack Profumo, who uh, was a Conservative MP in the early 1960s. He was actually the youngest MP I think ever to hold a seat. Uh, he, he joined the backbenches at 25 years old. He came from a very well-to-do upper-class English establishment family. His world was completely different mm. from uh, from Christine's world, uh, and they met in swinging London in the in the early 60s at this club, Murray's Club, where, where Sophie's character used to work. Uh, and this piece really tells the story of how they met, what happened once they'd met, and the aftermath of the, the relationship they had, which then became known as the Profumo Affair. It had huge consequences and uh, repercussions throughout British society. These two worlds meeting was like the perfect storm almost. There was <clears throat> the world which Profumo inhabited which was very old school, male dominated, the upper ruling classes. They were the generation in the class that sort of claimed to have won World War II and they felt very much like the superpower, the super race. And then it comes head on with this new world where gender, sexuality, race, was all starting to become very fluid. The boundaries between social classes were breaking mm. down. And it was this fascinating kind of exotic world that my character, Jack Profumo, was fascinated with and obsessed by. And this whole new, fabulous, colorful, exciting, liberal England was mm. personified in Christine Keeler. Mm. And it's a, it's a wonderful story about how these two mm. worlds meet and the chaos that ensues when they do. She's just so beautifully uh, written in Amanda's yeah, script. And, it, and it, yes, it's overwhelming to think, you know, I'm portraying uh, this person that everyone has an opinion about. But when you actually think, well, the majority of people's uh, opinion is totally uninformed, that's great because you, I mean, I'm constantly hoping that, you, that I get to play characters that have been uh, looked upon in the wrong light. And I think you always want to be championing the person that you're playing and to have someone who is so complicated and 
such a mixture of things is incredibly exciting. Even though it is a great piece of English social history, it's a very contemporary story in that you have a scandal uh, involving a leading English politician with a younger woman. You have a press which picks up the story and exposes it for their own reasons to achieve a political objective. Um, it's not like it's not happening today. So even though it's a great period piece, I'd say it's a very, very contemporary story as well. Sophie Cookson and Ben Miles talking about the trial of Christine Keeler, the fourth episode of which airs on BBC One in the UK on Sunday evening. Now, Netflix may feel somewhat snubbed after its 34 Golden Globe nominations on Sunday night translated into only two wins, but awards season is only just getting underway. And among its series in the running at the Writers Guild of America Awards in February is period crime drama Mindhunter, directed by David Fincher. Having so far run to two seasons, star Holt McCannelly was at C21's International Drama Summit in December and sat down with Drama Quarterly editor Michael Picard. Mindhunter is a show about um, the birth of criminal profiling within the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Um, and it's, uh, it's about um, the psychological underpinnings of sexually motivated homicide, based on a true story of a couple of very famous uh, FBI agents who uh, did extensive interviews of 36 convicted serial killers to try to understand their motivations for their crimes as a way of um, helping uh, to, uh, to prevent further such crimes and to be able to recognize their early warning signs. One of the exciting things about working on Mindhunter is the fact that um, you really you know, you really get to study something that you probably would never have studied in anything like the, the kind of detail. It's a period piece, so there, it's, uh, it's, there's a different, obviously, um, social and, and cultural context for our show. Our show was set in the late 1970s in the United States. And, um, and because, uh, because David is so interested in, 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 de in de depicting these, these criminals in as authentic a way as possible, it really becomes necessary to do a tremendous amount of research about them and about their crimes and about their, what we call their, their criminal signature. One of the advantages that the major studios always had was something called distribution. Do you, do you know what I mean? How do you get your, you know, your product into the multiplex? Well, in a world where you know Netflix, with one press of the button, can have their, you know, their their, their content launch in over a hundred countries simultaneously, you know, that advantage of distribution has been eliminated. And you know, and it's a very, it's a very powerful, you know, position to be in. They're also smart in this respect, and, and this is something that I witnessed working with David Fincher. Um, they, they understand what they're good at, mm -hmm. and and what they're not. So you know, they they have a, a much greater um, um, appetite for green lighting shows. Taking a, 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 a really a, re, a real talent of someone like David, and there are others, of course, and saying, you know, you know, here's the budget. We're here to support you, but they're not going to try to micromanage. Do, 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 do you know what I mean? That the the, the, uh, the decisions that the filmmaker makes. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? So they're they're willing to sort of stand back and let the artist create, and 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 that's you know um, something that appeals to artists a great deal. 
Do, do you know what I mean? Is to be able to, 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 to see their vision come to life in the way, in the way that they want it to and to not have um, a lot of interference from executives like you often see at some of the, you know, some of the other networks. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to see a way in which um, um, Netflix audiences won't continue to expand. And um, I can't imagine that that's very good news um, for the traditional studios. Holt McCannelly talking to C21's Michael Picard. Remember, the full video version of that interview is available to watch now on our site, where you'll find plenty more, including hundreds of stories coming out of the international TV business. There'll be more from the podcast next week, but in the meantime, stay up to date with all the latest industry developments by following C21 online, on social and mobile. Once again, Happy New Year and thanks for listening.